The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 29, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. As usual, always good to be with you. All right, I was just losing my voice here. <laughs> you know, last week, uh, that was a pretty good show we had last week. We had uh, Jeff Kendrick, the executive director for McVet. That's M-C-V-E-T, McVet, which stands for the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. McVet has already received a great deal of attention from the Department of Veterans Affairs and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development on May 7th. 1997, HUD declared McVet was a national model for seamless services to homeless veterans. Also, don't forget about attending their 21st annual McVet 5K and 10K run or walk on May 29th. Be sure to go to the McVet.org to register and learn more about the event. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, we have a little, Bill, you have a little bit of news about the Montana veterans. Um, actually, uh, they're having some medical and mental health issues resulting in a statewide suicide rate of one victim every 36 hours, which is the highest rate in the nation. Tell us a little bit more of what they're trying to uh, do here. Well, Gary, uh, Montana, as we know it, is the big sky country, and it's great for fly fishing. I think we can break this down into three quick points. Montana has a veterans population of 103,000 veterans. Uh, Montana also uh, has a situation there uh, with the uh, suicide rate, as you mentioned, of one veteran committing suicide every 36 hours per capita uh, Montana has the highest suicide rate for among veterans in the country. So the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs is short-staffed by 41,000 licensed medical personnel. Now, licensed Montana emergency medical technicians desire to provide care to veterans, but current Montana laws forbid licensing EMTs from helping, stipulating that EMTs may provide care only in emergency situations. 
this is really uh, a, a, a an emergency for our veterans in the state of Montana, and we urge all of those that are in our listening audience in Montana or even close by to please urge the uh, the, the citizens there to look into this project uh, uh, and, and, and help as much as possible to assist our veterans there who are having this problem with suicides. That's true. And they're trying to pass an initiative and get it added to the ballot. Be sure to, you know, check it out. You can go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and it's uh, initiative, <coughs> excuse me, I-179. Uh, be sure to check it out. And you have anything more on that, Bill? That's, uh, it, there's more, but I, those are the three uh, distinctive points right there. Uh, you know, the size, the frequency of the uh, of the uh, suicides and the, and the help that's needed by way of the technicians because of the shortage of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. All right. And in order to get this initiative added to the ballot, they need 30,000 signatures. And that has to be put on for the November. Actually, it's due June 2016. So if you're a Montanian, be sure to go there, read it over. Uh, we have links going to uh, the, the page where you can vote for it, yes or no. Um, it's important, especially for, you know, they, there's hundreds, some of them are hundreds of miles from uh, health care, aren't they, Bill? Absolutely, it's uh, you know it's it's uh, wide uh, distances uh, between the cities and localities there, so uh, it's really uh, an emergency situation. All right. Well, this morning I also got an email from one of our guests that I had on uh, more or less close to the beginning of the year. Uh, it's a great organization, and, and it's called WarriorsForFreedom.org. They are an Oklahoma-based organization. If, if you're in the Oklahoma area, be sure to check out their events. They already have them set up from April through October. Just go to WarriorsForFreedom.org forward slash events. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Certainly. Gary, this morning we have with us Debbie Quackenbush McElhenney, uh, and Debbie is the founder and chief executive officer for American Military Family. Now, Debbie's heart and passion stems from 1968 when her brother and friends were deployed to Vietnam. In January 2005, Debbie started a nonprofit. Her first objective was to learn about the Colorado military. Debbie met with veteran service organizations and attended their meetings and social events. Uh, she worked with the Colorado State Legislature in support of Senate Bill 080 to convince them for the need for Colorado support uh, of the troops' license plate. It took two years to pass. However, Debbie testified before every committee in the Colorado House of Representatives and the Colorado State Senate. Uh, in July 2007, she acquired the first Colorado Supports the Troops license plate. Uh, from the sale of each of these license plates, 93% of every dollar goes directly to the troops and their families. In 2006, Debbie was invited to a personal meeting with then-U.S. President 
George W. Bush and was recognized and honored for her service. Later that year, Debbie was also invited to meet with uh, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and other team members of the America Supports Your Campaign. Debbie, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Debbie. Well, thank you. Thank you, boy. Thank you very, very much. Great honor to be here. I appreciate your time. All right. Now, Debbie, when I first talked to you, um, I guess you had a, a little mixed feelings about the uh, your your brother and, and these uh, friends that uh, were drafted, I gather, <laughs> and went to Vietnam. And that was a, that was a pretty um, um, different situation, uh, especially when these veterans were coming, when these military guys were coming back home. Um, why don't you share with us a little bit about uh, uh, how everything started uh, for you and uh, also include that little story about your brother and friends. Well, you know, it was just uh, turbulent times in the 60s, and uh, 1968 was certainly no exception. Um, you know, rules were changing on college campuses. Everything was uh, in complete disarray. And for those that were serving overseas, we didn't have technology then. And so you got your occasional phone call, and um, you did the best you can to catch up. But they didn't have any idea what was going on back in this country, just what they had heard from family. And um, to do that kind of service uh, and come home to a country that completely abandoned, not only abandoned, but, you know, you treated criminals better than we treated our Vietnam veterans it was staggering. You'd reach out to your family, you'd reach out to friends, and they all had a reason. I'm protesting the war. Well, good for you. What about the guys over there? What about your fiancés? What about your siblings? What about your family? What about your, your fellow patriots that are doing what they need to do and uh, are doing with great honor? It just was a time that I just never really got over. And, um, you know, it took our Vietnam veterans 45 years to feel safe, to wear a Vietnam veteran hat and be recognized. What a travesty. And so in 2005, I just wanted to um, do something and decided everybody could do something. And so I started a charity to just say thank you so that no veteran serving should ever feel the abandonment uh, that our Vietnam veterans were forced to feel. It's a sad time and a sad story, I think. My my story is no different um, than the other families who had who had people serving in Vietnam, and uh, it's important that everybody do something to show our honor and our respect uh, to our veterans. That's true, very very true. And as far as when you started the organization, what was your main objective? Um, uh, I know as as organizations grow, you add more things to it, but uh, what was the main objective when you first started? The main objective was very simple. It was to say thank you. It to was to you. do anything that you could to pay honor to those serving. And the Support the Troops license plate was a perfect initiative to try to pass because it had a yellow thank you ribbon on it. It was a mechanism where you could show your support in a tangible way. Not only the money that it's generating is returned directly back to the veterans, troops, and their families, but the message of thank you, so that when a military family 
uh, is driving down the road and going to their soccer games and living their lives, they can take a look at a tangible thing that says the guy driving that car cared enough to put his wallet where his uh, mouth is and show their support of those who serve. And it was really just to set out to say thank you to those, um, those folks who have taken the pledge and uh, are serving and sacrificing for the rest of us. Wow. Was the license plate your idea? No, it actually came to us from a, a gentleman that uh, had concluded he'd like to do something and started going out to raise the signatures to uh, make that happen. Um, I was blessed to hook up with some of the folks during my time learning about the military, and uh, they were looking for a nonprofit to see if we could take this thing off together. And uh, we got in on ground zero. Um, he collected the signatures. I took the initiative to go to the state legislature, uh, and together uh, we got as many supporters as we could. To me, it was kind of a travesty. It took two years, two years uh-huh. to get joint uh, consensus. But at the end of the day, um, we had over 33 bipartisan representatives and state senators uh, that voted to support the initiative of Senate Bill 80. And in July of 2007, uh, the first Colorado Support the Troops license plate were put on the vehicles and, uh, and made their way down the road. And we continue to market them today. And uh, those proceeds generated from that uh, license plate uh, send a very positive message of thank you. And the funds raised are, uh, are helping an awful lot of veterans and their families. That's great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. If you're a healthcare professional, you have an opportunity to learn a clinical approach to diagnosis and treatment for TBI, presented by Mark Gordon, MD. Dr. Gordon knows what he's talking about when it comes to TBI. Be sure to check out some of the testimonials on our website. This seminar will be held in Orlando, Florida on May 11th and 12th, 2016. You have to learn more. If Just to learn more about it, be sure to go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and just look in the news section. You're listening to the American Heroes Network powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Debbie, founder and CEO for American Military Family. Bill, you had a question when we were on break. Yes, Gary. Debbie, there's two things uh, in the introduction uh, about you that we covered, and you have covered them also. Uh, uh, It's rather remarkable how uh, when you get to legislation for something, uh, for veterans, we hear all the time that we were thanked for our, our support and our dedication. But when it gets to a point of changing things uh, around or making some headway uh, with legislation, that's uh, when you may have some second thoughts about this. I, I think one of the amazing things that uh, we it's mentioned uh, is that it took you two years to get this bill passed in the Colorado legislature. You know, I'm in Maryland, and I, and I know that we have some bills. And, and, and the legislature pretty much tells us most of these bills are what we call 10-year bills. If you get it done within 10 years, uh, uh, then you've, you've made some, some, uh, some quick headway. But two years, tell us a little bit about the good and the bad of that two years in getting this done. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say about watching legislation. It's like getting sausage, watching sausage getting made. It's not a pretty process. Um, yeah, you know, it's painful. I mean, I'm a, I'm a civilian. I'm a female. And, uh, you know, there was this great idea. Why wouldn't you want to implement that sooner than later? Who would find resistance to something like that? But I will tell you, my goodness, people came out of the woodwork. Uh, there was a gentleman nationwide that was trying to uh, block the word support our troops. Uh, he wanted to profit from it. Uh, fortunately, with time, he was shut down. Uh, the, the legislative process, you know, it's got to go to, uh, you know, budgeting. It's got to go here. It's got to go there. Everybody's got to have their input. And at the end of the day, well, why do you want to ask, you know, $25? People won't pay that. I said they'd pay twice as much. Uh, they, well, let's just make it a $10 donation. Well, $10 isn't going to help our veterans. We're doing this to raise money. Uh, how's the plate going to look? Well, you know, how are you going to sell it? Uh, a cumbersome process, a paperwork uh, process. You know, it just seemed that at every avenue, we could have made this a lot easier. Um, at the end of the day, it became uh, a politically correct uh, initiative to support. Uh, and proud that both sides of the aisle did support it in the end. But a two-year delay, it's kind of staggering. Uh, and yet at the end of the day, it's done a lot of good. It's raised a lot of money. Um, it gives people that opportunity to really show their support. And I think once you come on that side of the legislature, you say, okay, that was well worth that brain damage. And um, and make no mistake, it is brain damage. Um, but... Um, you know, proud that we made it happen at the end of the day. I could hear the frustration uh, because I know in my state of Maryland, 
you know, when you come up with something new, the first thing is, what's the fiscal note on this particular uh, 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 bill that will uh, might become law? How much is it going to cost the state, and how much is the state going to reap in terms of revenue from that? And, oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, it seems as though, and this is moving this up a couple of octaves here, our national government, whenever it's time to deal with and confront uh, an issue around the world. We never seem to have problems in terms of the revenue and what it's costing to, to put our troops in, in harm's way to come back to be in these situations that we've got to help them. So there's no question about that. But when the troops and the warriors return home, or oh, it becomes a, a problem. Uh, it's never enough to assist them when they come home uh, uh, to community uh, and, and, and have to deal with issues like this? I can tell you, uh, with this state initiative, uh, the charity gets $25 for every license plate that's purchased. The state gets a $50 one-time tax uh, to the state highway tax fund. Um, you know, I guess that's the way that works. I mean, am I grateful for it? Sure. Um, yes. Would I like it to be equal 50-50? Yeah, because that money is going directly back. 93% of every dollar goes back. Uh, it phenomenal. costs us more as a charity to facilitate that program than the 7% we're allowed to keep in, in the administrative service of that program. But, yeah. you know, it's something that's personal heart for us, and so we, uh, we do it and we're proud to do it. That's just tremendous, Debbie. The other thing, uh, very quickly, I want you to comment on is to describe the kind of support that you were receiving from the veteran service organizations uh, uh, in Colorado on this particular effort. And, 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 of course, I'm sure you probably still deal with them in terms of assisting the veterans that you serve with uh, uh, getting access to uh, health care in the, in the VA and uh, 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 the uh, uh, service uh, uh, issues, uh, connected disabilities that, that, that you fall. But, but, but how, how did they come uh, to support you in this, in this partnership? You know, let, let me address something, because I do think it's a very unique uh, system they have in Colorado, one I think should be replicated nationwide. There were a group of veterans that came together and formed an entity, an organization called the United Veterans Committee. They are and remain a very strong legislative body. They started out small, a group of vets that wanted to do something good for our, our veterans and their families. Together they united and formed an entity, the UVC, the United Veterans Committee. That has grown to be a compilation of every veteran organization in the state of Colorado, as well as VSOs, as well as legislative representatives and their staff. And uh, it, it's come together, any, you know, VFW post, American Legion post, any nonprofit working on behalf of the military and their family. And what they've done in a really unique and brilliant way, I think, is they have formed a cohesive army. They now represent not just a few organizations, not just a few veterans who are trying to invoke change. 
but they represent a cohesive entity representing over 520,000 veterans in the state of Colorado. And so they bring with them a power when they speak to the state legislature. They have their own lobbyist that's out there speaking to veteran initiative bills that they help to author and bring forth to the state legislature to pass to improve veteran services uh, within the state of Colorado. So they have used that entity, if you will, to grow an army of support, and most definitely within the very legislature that you're talking about, that tends to um, cause such a delay and encumbrance to um, fulfillment of, of an initiative that is important uh, in this case for our veterans. So I give kudos uh, to the United Veterans Committee for the incredible work they're doing and encourage other states to follow suit because I think it's become a very powerful entity for invoking change uh, in the state of Colorado. Uh, but to address your question about this particular initiative with a license plate, you know, there was just not a lot of support at the time. Uh, certainly you have the support in the background, but in terms of, you know, showing up at the committees and getting to, you know, schmooze, if you will, with those legislators that are going to make the, the difference, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of support. But I knew in the background I did have their support uh, for this initiative. And, and that, um, that was important. Definitely, it sure was. Sounds like you did a very, very uh, wonderful job getting everything uh, put into place. Bill, have you ever heard of that, um, that organization? Uh, not specifically in, 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 uh, uh, other than uh, in Colorado. We have something here in uh, uh, Maryland called a Joint Veterans Committee. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, what we've been able to produce uh, uh, out of our state legislature, you know, you have to be concerned about that. And uh, I don't know whether it's our approach or just what, but, but, but on the other hand, you know, these bills do take some time. Uh, all of the representatives there, Gary, are, are, there's competition on all kinds of interests that are coming to them, and it's a matter of how they, I'm talking about the legislators now, how they prioritize on what issues that they will give their attention to to try to get this thing moving. And the other thing is, Debbie, and I'm sure you're very familiar with this, if you don't have the governor's support who gets out and says, I support this, I will fund this in my budget, then it's pretty much dead. It's important to have uh, the political power behind any initiative you put out there. It's, um, it's a difficult, cumbersome process, and one that, you know, again, I, I think at least in Colorado, uh, the UVC has mastered uh, their relationships. Uh, it's a great win-win. Uh, politics being what it is, you know, bureaucracy being what it is, all of these things are, um, are difficult issues and need to be dealt with uh, gingerly. But uh, can it be done? Has it been done? Yeah. It can be painful. It can be a long delay. But I think at the end of the day, it's important to establish those relationships uh, in a cohesive team effort to do something for the better good of those you're serving. Well, kudos to the United Vets Committee in in, in Colorado. Yeah, indeed. 
We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're going to hear more and more about the VSP channel. That's the VeteransSuicidePreventionChannel.com. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. The warning signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other stress reactions should be something every soldier should understand. Every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow a soldier's life. Right now, they're looking for funding to complete five new episodes that will help our veterans build confidence as they search for a way to transition back into civilian life. The VSP channel can't do this alone, and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com today and learn more about how you can help. You can also find them on the National VA website. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. And we'll talk about my bills. No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, Sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We are the guest, Debbie, founder and CEO for American Military Family. Debbie, why don't you inform us of what other services that you provide for veterans? Besides, now you got that license plate going, which is phenomenal. Uh, that's a const- That's going to be a constant help. But um, uh, what other services do you provide for the families? You know, um, our our largest program is uh, providing emergency financial assistance uh, to our OIF OEF veterans. Uh, due to funding, we've had to pare it down to OIF OEF veterans, um, and we have a uh, intervention program uh, with PTSD. Uh, we have a team of licensed combat veteran therapists, the key word combat veteran therapists, that have all walked the walk. They've been to war. They've seen the traumas. They have the triggers. They have PTSD. Uh, the difference between them and other veterans is they came home 
uh, were able to complete the schooling, the training, and the implementation of uh, going to our veterans, kind of like the old doctor, driving to them, going to a place where those veterans feel safe, to talk with another battle buddy who's got the exact same things going on, perhaps different triggers, but how do they react to those triggers in a better way for them and trying to move their lives forward uh, to a new normal. We find that the veteran calls when they're in need of saving their home, getting food, diapers, preventing homelessness. It's cold. Turn my power on. Help me, please. But if you will listen, they all have a story, and they want to be heard, and they need to be heard. And it isn't about charity. It's about a hand up to get them to understand we estimate that over 85% of the calls we get in for emergency financial assistance are the direct result of PTSD and or TBI. And um, that dynamic alone is debilitating and contributes immensely to our 22 veterans and one active duty a day that succumb to suicide. So it's a, um, it's a slow journey, but it's a powerful journey back to giving them a new normal in their lives. Now, do you do this also for um, um, any veteran anywhere or just in the um, uh, Colorado area? At this time, uh, you know, the funding we, we generate from the license plate is our largest mm-hmm. source of revenue. And okay. being a good steward of the state of Colorado, because that plate is purchased by Coloradans, we keep that funding here. But I will tell you, we have been inundated with calls. We've received a lot of calls from some of the biggest charities in the country that refer those calls to us. We don't have that kind of funding available, but we will try to reach out to other resources depending on the state, depending on the branch of the military they served in, to try to get them to the resources they need uh, within their state. Wow. That's great, though. You're, you know, you're, doing, you're doing a fantastic job over there. It's, uh, it's an empowering uh, thing. You know, These young folks are uh, struggling immensely. Uh, we have beaten the living tar out of them, sending them on repeated deployments. I mean, my God, they come back to a country of civilians where 99.5% of that population may say they appreciate your service, but they really can't begin to understand, let alone appreciate the sacrifice of their service and their family's service. And so it's imperative that we reach out in a tangible way and um, do something more than just saying, I support your, your service. Thank you. Put your money where your mouth is. These guys need gift cards. Uh, they call for food. They call for diapers. This is not a joke. We had a guy last week call us to, could you give me a new battery? Why? It's sub-zero degrees here, but he's living in his car, and he doesn't want a hotel. It's okay. Just as long as I can have some heat. Are you kidding me? They don't ask. They don't ask lightly, but they will ask when they're positively desperate to help their children and their families. And that's what generates the calls to us that then leads to us getting to spend time with them and getting them to the other related services they need to help with their TBI and their PTSD. All right. Debbie, can you, can you uh, tell us any unique stories? Uh, you don't have to use names or anything, but uh, maybe a unique story about a family that you helped? I've got a lot of them. Where do you want to begin? Um, <laughs> how about the guy when um, I was at the Wounded Transition Unit in 2009, had a young man look me right in the eyes and tell me he was okay. Are you sure you got enough money? You're doing okay. Can we help you with your budget? Family's doing well? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 48 hours later, 
that very human being who looked me right in the eyes, went AWOL, got himself a rental car, drove it to California, parked in front of the beach, called 911, said there's going to be a dead guy in a red Chevy. It'll be me. And it was. You know, when you get news like that, you know, you have a really hard time getting your arms around that kind of travesty. And when that story happened, I thought, my God almighty, that's a horrible, horrible thing. We can't have this happen again. And then it happened again. And it happened again. And most recently, I got a call three weeks ago from a woman who said, you know, I bought your license plate, but I wonder if you can help me. My nephew was living with me, and two weeks ago, he hung himself after a court case he had with his ex-wife. I'm living in the home now with his best friend, who was his battle buddy, who's done three tours, and I'm very worried about him. Can you help me? We made the call. We got in touch with him. We spent hours and hours with him. We have now offered him some help to reach out so that he doesn't succumb to what his best friends succumb to and trying to move his normal forward in a very painful day-by-day moment. Proud to tell you that young man is still with us, has gotten a job. We have provided him with some funding. He is entering our PTSD program. But this journey is a slow and painful one. You don't get to a new normal overnight. They didn't get this way overnight. And um, it takes time. It takes resources. It takes funding to heal these folks. But one soldier at a time, that's exactly what we're going to continue to do. Yeah. Bill? Yes, Debbie. Uh, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about the uh, the demographics, and I, not, not a whole lot of demographics in the veteran population that I'm sure that you're serving. Uh, uh, just if we took uh, Vietnam veterans uh, and the more recent uh, Gulf, Iraq, Afghanistan uh, serving folks, uh, you talked about the uh, repeated uh, deployments for more recent people who have served. Where I'm, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I had boots on the ground. Uh, we pretty much knew it was going to be one tour and one tour, tour uh, only. But uh, you know, uh, so, uh, there, there are a lot of folks who went back for a second and even a third tour. Now, uh, the average age of a Vietnam veteran today is about 70 years of age. Uh, uh, so, so, so we've got these younger veterans who've had these repeated uh, deployments coming back to home and community with all kinds of concerns. I mean, uh, uh, issues that are visible. A great majority of them are are invisible. We don't see them, but we know that they've got them. And these individuals now have some challenges. In a lot of cases. They, uh, they, they come from rural and remote areas of our, our states and the country. Services are difficult to get to. And I'm sure you've seen uh, 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 a lot of these people uh, that we're talking about. And, again, if I didn't mention it, with the Vietnam veterans now, 75% of those individuals that served back in the day are still alive. It's a painful journey. I have been estranged from my brother since he was in Da Nang, uh, as has our family. And um, to this day, 
I, I say he came home. He just never really came back. It's, um, you know, in 2012, one of my board members lost her son uh, in Iraq, and we decided to walk from Fort Carson, Colorado, to the Middle East Conflicts Memorial Wall in Marseilles, Illinois, so that this family might have a piece of closure uh, and see their son's name on that wall and try to start a new normal for their lives. There was a lot of healing, but I promise you this. It wasn't the 99.5% of the population that came out to greet us. It was the veterans, and overwhelmingly, it was the Vietnam veterans. It was fallen families. It was those who have been dramatically impacted by service to country that reached out to one another. It is my very firm belief that only a gold star family can appreciate the shoes that those are walking in, and you should not profess to walk in those shoes that uh, are not part of your journey. Same thing for our battle buddies. Battle buddies will heal other battle buddies because they understand the traumas and the triggers because they have them. A civilian cannot begin to understand it, but they certainly can do something to provide the funding that enables those who do understand what that journey is like to assist them in healing them and moving their lives forward. To those Vietnam veterans who never got their welcome home, who took 45 years to wear a hat to proudly say I'm a Vietnam veteran, I haven't met one that doesn't break down when I go over and hug them and welcome them home and say, I get it as best I can. I haven't had one that didn't break down because they're still hurting, because they never got rid of the debris inside of them, because they went to the mountains of, of Bozeman, Montana to hide away and recluse away. But the thoughts in their heads and in their minds doesn't go away with years. It just vegetates. It's like a small poison. It's never enough to quite kill you, but it's enough to make it never feel good. We should never do this, but we can't seem to learn, evidently. And I don't know what that is. That's my biggest struggle. I just don't think I get that. Period. Wow. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Do you feel that your merchant account is taking your money out of your pocket? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. And by the way, First Class Merchant Services have been with us for four years. They're a phenomenal company. They are a national merchant account company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. I can almost guarantee he's going to save you money. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407 401 You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Debbie, founder and CEO for American Military Family. Uh, Debbie, why don't you let us know what your URL is so uh, our listeners can go to your website. I appreciate that. It's AmericanMilitaryFamily.org. Just spell it out, AmericanMilitaryFamily.org, and uh, you'll get right there to our new website. You also have another extension on that, don't you? What's it, AMF? uh, AMF 100. AMF 100.org. All right. It's probably a lot easier for them to remember that one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we were trying to uh, return 100% of all the money we raised directly back to the troops. Um, 97% is, uh, is pretty good. And, um, you know, we didn't quite make it to 100, but we're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of um, uh, fundraising, uh, what do you have in the future coming up? You know, we got really lucky. Uh, we do have an event. It's just in two weeks now with Charlie Daniels. You know, talk about an incredible American patriot. Charlie is on tour uh, in Colorado and uh, going to be helping us out with an event. Uh, we've got a couple of sponsorships, places open for tables, but um, that all can be found at our website, AmericanMilitaryFamily.org. And uh, in July, you know, the biker community, largely comprised of veterans, uh, boy, they're out there just every weekend of the year raising money for charities like ours. So in July, uh, July 17th, we have one bike run, another one on July 23rd. As a matter of fact, the bike run on July 23rd is from my... Uh, my Gold Star uh, board member. She's going to do a run in her honor of her son, Kenneth Main, uh, who was killed in Iraq, and uh, try to raise some money for our Stop Veteran Suicide Program. So we'll have that information up at the website under events as well, also at AmericanMilitaryFamily.org. That's phenomenal. Bill? Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just remarkable, the work that you're doing. And... Um, uh, Debbie, I find that the, the greatest void in our veterans uh, community is a lack of information. You know, very basically, where to go, how to navigate the, the, the situation. And I would imagine that uh, a tremendous amount of your time is spent in helping people to understand and to be able to some degree navigate the process. If you can quickly tell us about that, I, 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 you know, what your experience has been with that. You know, it's, it's difficult. You know, everybody wants that elevator speech, right? Can you, in 10 seconds or less, tell me what you do? <laughs> I wonder if you could tell me in 10 seconds or less or maybe 10 minutes or less what it's like to be a veteran who has served in combat. 
Go ahead, Bill. Tell me what that's like. You got ten seconds. Can you capitalize that in ten <laughs> well, seconds? Well, no. you know, if this is acceptable, it, it, it's held, especially when you come back. I, and I'm talking about when you return to home and community, you've not been able to uh, uh, reintegrate back, and you've got frustration, you've got anxiety. Where do you go from there? You're self-medicating. You're on yep. drugs. You you uh, um, you know so many of these negative things, and it looks like you're there by yourself. Where do I go? You know what, Bill? It's funny you would say that because I'll tell you where you go. If our American Legion post and our VFW post will open up to the concept, picture this: you have you have operations all along in Colorado, all along the Front Range, in every state of the nation. You have veteran posts, VFW posts, American Legion posts that are going under. They're going under because they're not welcoming and embracing the newest members of the military population. Together, veterans will heal veterans. And you can bring in resources to each of those chapters and each of those posts. And you can bring in therapy sessions and services and nonprofits and people that are serving their veterans' needs. And that's where you go. That's where you go to heal. That's where you go to share time with another battle buddy because they're struggling with the same issues you are, maybe different triggers, but the same kind of issues. You don't reach out in the civilian population. You don't wait for the VA to come through and give you all your benefits and hand you that check and have everything be glorious. You take care of each other, and the place you start is by forming an alliance and an allegiance across the country, and it starts with the American Legion Post and the VFW Post. But that means you've got to get out of your own way. That means you've got to put your own egos out of the way. That means you've got to embrace change, because without it, you're no different than the buggy whip, and you're going to be run over. They can do something really good. And that, my friend, is my next effort in Colorado. We start one VFW post, one American Legion post at a time. To get that transformation improved, that's where the healing begins, and that's where the healing helps. Debbie, let me give you two quick suggestions there. If you think this makes sense, uh, convince them that uh, today's serving uh, veteran is that in those bars, you can do what some of the other places do, is to turn them in, at least a portion of them, to an Internet cafe where they can come in with their laptops and and do what everybody else is doing in every other place. And the other thing, that vacant space in that empty room downstairs off to the side where all the junk is in, clean it up and make it a miniature gym, gymnasium for them. Absolutely, Bill. Absolutely, because it goes from Vietnam with PT to an OIF, OEF, a veteran who wants to do CrossFit. It's everything in between. Maybe, maybe acupuncture works for you. Maybe mental health therapy works for her. Maybe sexual trauma works for the other guys. You bring in resources that will accommodate everybody. Massage Correct. therapy, yoga, meditation. Yes. Maybe that doesn't work for you, but maybe it works for another veteran. You open your vicinity up to all the resources that you need because what works well for one will eventually work well for all because it will be your safe place to go and you will all understand what's been going on. If the Vietnam vets would have had something like that, at least they would have had a common place to go to, not a place to feed with drinks and, and, and meds. That's not the answer. That's not the solution. It's helping one another, and it can be done. I guarantee you it can be done. It needs to be done. Yeah, that's correct. That is so true. So true. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we only have a couple of minutes left, and Debbie, it was a real pleasure having you on our show this morning. Um, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? I think it's really simple. You know, you can get so wrapped up in your own world that you don't see what's really going on around you. I ask you to think about why you have that privilege to do what you want in your own world, and that quite simply is because of those who serve and sacrifice. The words are cheap to say. The actions are imperative. Get engaged. Find a charity you support. Get involved with local uh, nonprofits. Make a difference in the lives of those who make a difference in your life every day of the year. Right. Debbie, anything coming up in the future? Let us know about it. We'll get it. We'll uh, blast it out there for... Always uh, will. Deep uh, deep respect to both of you for all you do. Thank you so much for having me on and for all you guys are doing. You're making a difference, and uh, I salute that. Thank you. Appreciate it. And Bill? Well, Debbie, thank you for being with us today. Your service, your very passionate service, is so important to those of us who've come back, and we call ourselves veterans. And, you know, uh, it's going to make a difference. We've just got to be perseverant, and uh, I I think we'll get to where we need to go. But uh, it's not going to be easy. You know what, Bill? All Vietnam veterans, you don't need to vegetate away. Get involved. Call me. Call you. Get involved. There's healing in getting involved. I promise you. I've watched it up close and personal, and it works. That is true. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Now, if you missed it. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are